address those concerns even before they become concerns. That's, that's even better. That's like a pro style move right there. Welcome to another episode of Level Up. This is Katie, and uh, Daniel is off for just one more week. He should be back next week, but we wish him well. Today, we are talking about a very, very important topic, which I think a lot of agents need to think a lot more about as they try to grow their business and as they try to make their business better. And that is the importance of client communication and how to build that trust and ultimately build the success that you need in your real estate business. This is a really important topic because I think the reason why we aren't getting all of the listings that we're going to presentations for, the reasons why we're not always connecting with people on a certain level in order to get the business, it's because our communication skills are off, are either not matching up with that client or not you know, in line with what their expectations are, or maybe we're lacking in certain departments. And trust me when I say that none of us are perfect in this business. So don't feel bad if you feel like your communication skills could need, need some work because our, all of our communication skills need some work. So it's important just to be aware of that. Um, the self-awareness piece is really key. And then just putting into place little ways to make improvements each and every day can really help enhance your communication skills and ultimately help to grow your business. So because I love lists so much, we are going to go through a top 10 ways to effectively build your communication skills. And we're going to start with number one, because that makes sense. So first of all, number one is active listening. And so you're probably saying to me, well, we're talking about communication here. What does that have to do with listening? And the answer is it has everything to do with communication. You should be listening way more than you are talking, especially when you are speaking to clients. I mean, also in life in general, like with your spouse, with your friends, whatever, if you can have really good listening skills, listen more than you speak, you will find you will get cues from what people are saying and be, be able to effectively communicate in a way that makes sense to them. So listening gives you so many different cues and so many different aspects of how you can communicate back to people. First off, it's really about figuring, like listening to their tone of voice, listening to, you know, maybe if, if they're being emotional about something, if they're excited about something, like listen to all those little ups and downs of people's voices can really give you an indication as to what they're feeling in that moment. So to give you an example, let's say you set up an appointment with a buyer to talk about your services and representing them to help them purchase their first home. You might, when you're listening, sense some nervousness in the way they're speaking, in the way they're speaking, or some, maybe they're excited about taking this next step. We all know that first-time home buyers, there are a lot of emotions that come along with it, and a lot of them can be much more scared than others. 
And obviously that helps you to really refine your approach when you're working with them. So listening for those little cues is really, really important. And also just picking up on things along the way. It's amazing when people realize that you've been listening to them, when you've really you know, picked up on certain points that then you communicate back to them later on. It's they're super impressed when that happens. So that's also really important. Even listening to the things that they're interested in, that's helped me to um, find closing gifts, for example, that really match up to their interest level. So listening, I mean, I could go on and on about listening and the importance of it, but it is so, so, so important and it's really going to enhance your communication with your client. So that is probably the most important to me. Next is clear and concise communication. So you have to be very clear, obviously, when you're dealing with a real estate transaction. A lot of things can get misunderstood. And think about when you're texting people, for example, how maybe tone could be misunderstood or the way you're explaining things could not could potentially have an impact on the way somebody interprets what you're saying. So really give some thought on the effective ways to clearly and concisely communicate with people. Maybe picking up the phone sometimes versus sending a 500 word text is a better way to communicate with somebody. Obviously you want to find out from them and this is something that I ask my potential clients um, before I start working with them is how do you like to communicate best? Do you like the phone? Do you like email? Do you like text? Everybody has their own preferred way. So finding that out is very important, but also choosing the medium to communicate based on the type of information you want to convey is also really important. And just making sure that that's really concise. I think the conciseness is, is, is really important. For example, when you're explaining a contract, get really good at identifying the high level points that your client needs to know about when you're reviewing an agreement in full. A lot of people want to know what that standard boilerplate stuff says in an agreement. So if you can effectively and concisely summarize that information for them, it makes that process so much easier. Let's go to number three. Number three is timely responses. This is really important. And I can give you an example in working with one of our partners, one of our stagers. She is amazing at communic at that getting back to me really quickly. I know that when I reach out to her, she's going to respond within a few minutes. And now I want to preempt that by saying she might not necessarily be giving me an answer. For example, hey, can you give me a date on when you can come by to this place to do a staging consult? She might not give me a specific date, but she will respond and just say, yep, let me get back to you. Um, I'll let you know later today. And that just says to me, okay, she's seen my message. She will get back to me and I can rest easy that in, in the next, in, in the day, she will get back to me. But I know that sounds like may, maybe sound too simple, but honestly, it's, it's really important. When you leave people's phone calls or emails or text messages unanswered, it sends a message that they're not the priority to you. And that's definitely not something that you want to be communicating or conveying to 
your client. So make sure that you are getting back to people in a timely manner. Next is to be honest and transparent with people. That is really, really important. And this needs to be done at the forefront of the conversation. If people think that the process of, let's say, buying a home is going to be a certain way, and maybe they're not being realistic with their budget. Maybe they want a $2 million home, but they can only afford, they only have a million dollar budget. Being honest in a very kind and respectful way is really important because who wants to waste their time? Buyers don't want to waste their time going out to see places that aren't within their budget and only getting their hopes up uh, for, for nothing. So you you need to be honest with people. You're the professional. You know what's best. So if you find clients are going in a certain direction and it doesn't seem to be serving them or it's not in line with how you think they'll be able to accomplish their real estate goals in, in a certain way, then you need to be very honest with people. People will appreciate that. And sometimes it might end up being that you don't end up getting the listing, for example. If somebody thinks their home is priced so much, it should be priced so much higher than what you're suggesting, maybe they have to go through that process with another agent who is afraid to give them the honest truth that their home isn't worth that much and listed only to realize that you were right in at the from the beginning. And a lot of times those clients may come back to the person who was the most honest and transparent with them from the beginning. So that that this this piece really helps to develop trust with your clients if you're really honest with them. And I find that if I can make sure that I am giving my clients the most honest advice, the most honest feedback, I feel like I've done my job to the best of my abilities. And it really helps me to feel confident in the guidance that I'm giving that particular person. Number five is the education piece for clients. Um, Depending on the type of client that you're working with, this comes back to communication skills, right? You need to know how to best educate your client based on where they are in the process, based on their own education level. You know, education can be very different if you're dealing with a first-time homebuyer, for example, versus an investor who has done this many times. But the educational value you can provide those two different types of clients can be equally important because if they are equipped with the right knowledge from you, they can go about making decisions in a confident way and having a really relaxed and really just really great real estate process with you. So make sure you are highlighting that education piece. Make make sure you're making that a priority when you're speaking to your clients. And over time, you'll develop, let's say, guides or maybe set emails that you send out, like drip campaign emails that you send out to a particular subset of people in your database. The education piece is something that should be very, um, should, should be a high priority for you as an agent. Number six, number six is setting realistic expectations. Now this goes back to the whole transparency and honesty conversation, but this is so important that you need to let people know 
what they should expect when they start working with you, what they should expect given the market that we're operating in. If we're in a really competitive seller's market and you start working with a first-time home buyer, it's so important to let them know there's likely going to be instances where you put an offer in on a property and there's going to be five other people that are competing against you. And sometimes we might not end up getting the property, but as long as you've put your best foot forward and you feel confident with your offer, that's all we can do. That's what's in our control. So dialogue right like that is really important because then when it comes time to them wanting to make an offer, they remember that conversation that you had with them and they say, you know what, I remember this. So I'm going to not put a lot of, you know, not, not put my, all my hopes into this one purchase because I might not end up getting this home. And it helps to soften the blow when there's a disappointment and it just helps people to understand the process before things start happening, happening to them. So really understand what your client should expect and forewarn them of all the different things that they should expect so that they know about it ahead of time. When people know about things ahead of time, they better prepare for it. And when there is something that might be disappointing that comes up, if they've prepared for it, they're not going to be upset about it. I've seen so many times a lot, first time home buyers especially, get set back in their search, want to take a break, are just too overwhelmed with the process because they didn't realize how how the market was or what they should be expecting. So that real setting of realistic expectations up front is really important. Number seven, we are going to go to the importance of consistently updating your clients and giving them progress reports on their listing or on their home search. This is especially important if things are slower. So if you're operating in a slower market where listings are taking much longer to sell, you still should be updating your client. Maybe there's something that you're doing weekly from a marketing effort. And so putting together a report of here are the different marketing activities I did throughout this week, or here's the impact that all of the marketing activities I've done have had. This is how many times this, your listing got in front of people. And there's a lot of different tools. I know in Canada, we've got realtor.ca that summarizes those statistics for us. So it's something that you can easily just forward along to your client. But any update is better than no update. So even if there's no interest, there's no showings, maybe you just did something to market the property that day. Let people know that. They just want to make sure that you're still invested in make, in wanting to help them sell or buy a home. And so that constant communication and those regular updates are really, really important. If people feel like you're attentive to their needs and you're, you're thinking of them each day, it will be really helpful. Um, the other thing that I would suggest is if you set expectations with them as to when you'll update them. So if you say, you know what, every Friday, we're going to jump on a quick call. I'm just going to let you know how things have been going, um, what to expect, something along those lines, then they know to expect that. And that controls the, the 
phone calls that you might get that are, are panic phone calls or phone calls that you weren't expecting during the week that maybe you are on a, an appointment and you can't pick up the phone. Um, so if you have a set day and time where you will update that per, that particular client, then they come to expect that. And then there's less interruptions in your day uh, with, with just random phone calls that you might be getting from that person. And everybody's different too. You know, right now uh, I'm working with a client that does appreciate daily updates. And so, you know, for the first little bit, they started reaching out to me and saying, hey, any updates? What's going on? And I quickly tuned into the fact that they they want consistent, constant updates. Even if there's nothing, they want updates. So just make sure that you, you know, listen to the cues that you're seeing from your client and just take notice of those and then adapt how you communicate with your client. You can't have a one-size-fits-all communication style with your clients because everybody is different. Everybody's going to want a different way uh, to communicate with you. All right. Number eight is adapting the communication style. So that just flows quite nicely. And so we've already touched about upon this, but just keep in mind that everybody is different. And so make sure you're adapting your communication styles. It's not up to your client to adapt to your need, your communication style. It's up to you as the professional to adapt to how they like to be communicated with. So really pay attention to that. Pay attention to the body language that you're getting when you're communicating with somebody. Some people want people to be very upfront and just say it like it is, and other people need things a little bit sugar-coated. So depending on the type of person you're working with, you just got to adapt. Number nine, addressing concerns and resolving issues. This is really important because we all know that most real estate transactions do not go smoothly, but it's in it's how you deal with it that matters. How you deal with a problem that comes up, how you deal with a challenge that's coming your way. Let's say that for whatever reason you list a home and it's not getting any showings, and obviously this is concerning for your client. You, if you can come up with a plan A, B, and C based on the timing of the market, based on um, the day of the week or whatever it might be, your client can rest assured knowing that you know exactly the next move that that you, you need to take in order to sell their home as quickly as possible. So really take ownership of the issues that come across your way when you're dealing with clients and just resolve those issues. Sometimes you have to be the bigger person. Sometimes there's instances where maybe your client is being a little bit unfair or blaming you for a circumstance that really is outside your control. And, you know, at times you kind of have to take a step back and just kind of listen and understand that Maybe they're just coming from a place of stress and frustration. Other things are creeping into their life that they're taking out on you. A lot of times people do take things out on real estate agents unfairly. So just knowing that is important Um, and, and just being confident that you're doing all you can within your control. And when I, when I say that to myself, when I remind myself of that, when I'm dealing with clients that might have, um, some unrealistic expectations of me. I, I 
become more grounded in my approach with them and in my communication style. And I'm just coming from a place of, of calm and just reassuring them that, that everything is going to work out. But clients need to know that you've got plans, that you've got the next plan if something doesn't work out the way we, we thought it would from the beginning. A great example of that is an offer date. We've all probably listed homes, set an offer date, the offer date comes around and there are no offers. That's unfortunate. That's obviously concerning to a seller client. But if you can let them know, you know what, tonight, it doesn't appear that there's going to be enough, any offers coming through. However, if that happens, this is what we're going to do. If you can set out the plan ahead of time and really address those concerns, even before they become concerns, that's, that's even better. That's like a pro style move right there. So definitely um, keep that in mind as you communicate with your clients. And number 10, oh my gosh, I'm like not realizing all those solo podcasters out there, I really respect the fact that you talk like this for, for longer than, you know, 10 minutes because I find it very hard. I've been going on for 20 minutes now and my voice is about dead. So I'm really hoping Daniel comes back next week. But number 10, we're, uh, the other important component of communication with a client is that post-transaction communication. I've heard from many people in the past that, oh, once my, once my agents sold my house, they disappeared. Or once we bought a house, they were no longer um, around to help me out or answer any questions. You do not, do not want to be that agent. So please don't be that agent. And develop systems and processes to really enhance your communication with your clients after they've firmed up on a deal because they still need your support. They still need you for questions and they just want to make sure that you're available for them if something does come up. Um, people, you know, when people are starting the process of packing their stuff up and moving, a lot of times they'll forget the things that they have to do. So creating checklists that remind them of different things, um, communicating with their lawyer on behalf of them just to make sure everything is going smoothly or their lender, all of these little things that really enhances that post-transaction experience for your client can be really helpful. So there you have it. Those are 10 ways to enhance your communication with your client. I'll go through them quickly and hopefully I don't lose my voice before then. Uh, number one, active listening skills. Number two, clear and concise communication. Number three, timely responses. Number four, being honest and transparent with your client. Number five, educating your clients. Number six, setting those realistic expectations. Number seven, regular updates and progress reports. Number eight, adapting your communication style based on your client's needs. Number nine, addressing concerns and resolving issues. And number 10, enhancing your post-transaction communication. So I hope that was helpful. Reach out, comment, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. We are on Instagram at Level Up for Realtors. And if you love this episode, please share it with somebody or please put it on your story on Instagram and just let us know what you love most about it. We'd love to hear. And uh, it just helps us to really develop podcasts that hopefully 
really are what you're looking for and what you want um, in order to grow your business and, and take you to that next level because we're all about leveling up. So until next week, we hope that you have a great week and we will chat soon. Bye for now. Level up, level up, level up. Level up.